Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. Welcome back, B Dubs, part two. Everyone's very happy to be back for you to find out what we're going to talk about this time around. Oh, baby! <laughs> Last time was uh, was great, man. We we learned a lot about uh, you and and your your time being a content creator, and and I think this time around, uh, I just want to learn more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, like that's all that's all we want to do is just continue to uh, dissect the the brainium of B Double O One Hundred. Mm-hmm. if you will. So uh, let's see, let's start things off because we started talking right at the end of the last one about how you kind of like rejoined Hermitcraft, yeah. uh, you know, season one, uh, generic B had, had started Hermitcraft and, and kind of brought you in. You were there for season one for a bit. Uh, yep. And then, and then you guys were doing the, the big mind crack stuff. And, and so you'd kind of taken a little bit of hiatus from, from Hermitcraft, but you came back. Um, I actually thought you came back in season four with uh the nho group is that correct i think you said five but it might have been four i can't remember you know this is this is what six seven years ago at this point yeah crazy what what can i yeah i remember it started with a village like we all did like a village in a central area it was the season that scar i know did the um underground tree okay that was season five then yeah was that five yeah so you're right you're right but you guys had the uh the the NHO the new hermit order you guys yeah. the, the the four mind crack dudes that yep. came in to hermitcraft and had to show us how how the OGs <laughs> did it unbelievable oh <laughs> uh, oh that, yeah. that was that was fun to see man and, and but it was it was great to 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 have you back and and have you around and uh, we didn't do anything that season for some reason we did that was a no. weird that was a very weird isolated season in hermitcraft's history where yep. there wasn't a whole lot of collaboration being done, uh, yeah. But that changed in in season six, which is, right. is uh, you know when Green joined us and and you fell back into the world. We talked about yep. that that sequence literally, and yeah. uh, and that's when that's when I really feel like Hermitcraft started to to hit its stride. You know, yeah. Season yep. six, we had we had uh, it, it was very much more collaborative than previous seasons had been you know we had things where we this was like the first time we had like these storylines these story arcs going on you know like the, mm. the civil war and stuff yep. like yep. that must have been a trip to uh to come back in and, and, and like have the whole like kind of vibe of hermitcraft kind of change right in front of our eyes right yes yeah it was actually um it was pretty nerve-wracking to be honest like i I remember when I joined back in, I, it was just a new, YouTube was different, you know, it was a different world and, you know, the way you grow and, and, uh, how you find success and, and kind of the audience shift, um, all kind of happened. Like I'm doing Minecraft stuff and like kind of felt like our audience back then was maybe like twenties to thirties and then. Uh, coming back into Hermitcraft in season six, I felt like the audience had gotten a lot younger, which mm-hmm. is a great thing. You know, when the when the target audience expands, you're going to be able to reach more people, which was a great thing. But I was scared to death to say anything because I was like, oh, I was from, you know, I was. I used to say swear words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Potty about this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And so I, I not only just for the swearing, but just for like I knew there were stories present and and when there is kind of a story like we had talked about earlier, a, a opposite of uh, improv, one misstep can destroy the whole thing. If you if you make your character do something out of the ordinary or outside of the scope of this story, you can ruin it. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. or, or deflate the whole story. So. Uh, and I, I think I was giving all that a little more credit than I should have, but at the time I was very nervous, like, okay, just don't like, just settle in, in the background, you know, mess with some people a little bit here and there, but then for the most part, so it was, it was a nerve wracking time joining back again, but, but it was more of like a well-oiled machine, you know, people, you guys had really figured out some, some great ways to create entertaining content. Uh, that I had to learn from quite yeah, a bit. And you had to, you had to kind of get to know everybody as well, yes. which is, yeah. is the thing, you know, we talked about, we had a podcast called collaborative content creation where mm-hmm. we, we talked about the dynamics of coming together with a fellow creator that you, you may not be like super familiar with mm-hmm. uh, and then having to basically improv together and, and, and have that, yeah. that back and forth uh vibe and it's not easy you know when you're when you're with a a new group and at this point it kind of was for you like a whole new group coming into season six to to try to figure out how to vibe with each each person and we're all so unique you know i think that's what makes hermitcraft special is is we have such a variety of styles and personalities uh in our group that you kind of have to take that time but um, for you, I mean, how, how was that experience for you? Like, did you, did you feel like you, you kind of like fell right into place and things were just easy or, or did it actually take some time to, to kind of figure out what everybody's vibe was that you could kind of play off of? It took time. It definitely took time. You know, uh, Iskal and I were, we did full craft together. So I, I had a, a bit of a comfort zone with him and, you know, some other people that I had played with in the past. Uh, even recently a great example of this was the life series you know uh i consider pearl a friend but like we haven't done hardly anything together Mm -hmm. you know off camera you know we interact and stuff but like really working together on in our on-camera voices uh when we started secret life we're together and as as I'm going through editing the videos, I'm realizing, oh, like I'm not giving her space. We're you got to figure out each house, people's cadence and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people it's it's easier than others because it's more you know matches your own. Um, but that was a big thing. Is like you don't know how how to match energies or or something like that. So it was definitely a big learning process, and I feel like. I caught on pretty quick with you and Tango, and I, I really like that energy. And that's you know, then Boomers. <laughs> it was uh, Boomers was for, for anybody that doesn't know, Boomers was your idea. Uh, you came to us, yeah. and, and and you said you know, hey, it'd be this could be a fun thing. You know, one yeah. to kind of play off of the joke that we're old, <laughs> yeah. the three of us, yeah. and two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like Tango and I are, are, you know, we love our redstone and stuff and, uh, and and you're, you're, you're an idea machine. And with the three of us working together, we could do some really fun stuff being the boomers, a TNT demolition crew. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was some really fun times. I think, you know, if you look back at seasons and, and you're like, oh, this season, this was the staple for me. Like mm -hmm. Boomers was one of my big staples of my Hermitcraft Same. career. Yeah. And the merch yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Tell Jay he did an amazing job on yeah. <laughs> the Boomers it, merch. It but my family still well. wears it out in public, which is saying a lot. So uh, that's yeah. good. That's good. I, I saw a clip again recently. You know how these things will pop up in our recommendeds. And uh, I saw the clip of me out on the raft at Corrales' mm. place. And I'm cringing so hard <laughs> watching it. Because it's like I had set up his piston uh, cannon thing. But there's no sticky pistons, no no slime balls or anything. It's just two pistons. And it's pretty obvious that like it's not going to work. <laughs> and he knows it's not gonna work but he's acting you know yeah but still we had some really good good moments in there yeah it's fun yeah that was uh that was quite the quite the fun ride uh yeah. you you also were in a bit of a demolition crew in the life series well that's which, what i was which yeah one was that? Was, which one was that the, that was you guys uh, team best. best yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah <laughs> ethos skiz tango and I remember that was, uh, I was going to ask you guys about this because when you're talking about learning somebody else, I find myself engaging each person differently. I find that my online uh, Minecraft dynamics is very much mirrors my real life. I, when I talk to somebody new for the first time, I listen to the tempo of their voice. I listen to the types of answers they give and I tend to mirror them because it makes for better conversation and it of just course, makes them yeah. more comfortable. Right. So, yep. and I, in this world, I, you've got to do the same thing. And you, you only mm -hmm. have seconds to figure it out. And yep. I would say that Team Best was really my first exposure, not my first exposure to B-dubs and Etho, but my first time really having an actual crew, if you will, you know, with them. And I, I, next thing I know, I'm like, I have this voice in my head that's like, Skiz, you need to chill out. You're being pretty pushy about the things that you want to happen here. But it ended up just being so much fun. And we created that, oh, yeah. that TNT cannon. And I think that that was um, B-dubs and Etho, their first exposure to who Skiz actually is. And Absolutely. And we, I said, we're going to do it. We're going to do a TNT cannon, like a pit crew. We're going to set it up, shoot it, tear it down. I want it like, it's got to be boom. So I started yeah. to like, put it together and the first one we built and fired it it took us about 37 seconds and i wanted this thing done in about three right it took us 37 <laughs> yeah. seconds and there's the best part beat up is all that was pretty fast <laughs> and i said that's not even close and uh yeah, and right no. then ethos goes oh he's a stickler <laughs> so funny, dude. The whip. we ended up uh, getting it down to a point where it was like b-dubs you're the front man when you place a block that's the first block and we're all gonna do it based on that we worked yeah. we worked we worked and martin was spying on us and when he was spying when we were done he said this is the coolest thing i've ever seen and we went and did it and it was just like so much fun and we found that each other's awesome. cadence and we found we all complimented each other and we just had this like uh this fun dance for, throughout yeah. the rest of it and i was like that that was a chapter that i was very proud of and very happy to have but it takes learning and you have to learn who they are you have to learn the dance you, who's gonna lead who's gonna follow yeah. are we gonna trade places and and that one it felt like we had been doing it for years in my yeah. Mind, yeah yeah that was a fantastic time that's for sure and and you know uh i'm not i i was a firstborn in in my family but not 
necessarily natural leader or comfortable in leadership position. I think Etho is also that way and maybe Tango as well. You, <laughs> they're last born, youngest, yeah, natural. Like you, it, you just stepped in and it was a gap that was necessary within this group. You know, every group needs to have a, a, a leader in it. And you stepped up and you took it and it flowed really, really well. That's great to hear. It's yeah. well, and then you fast <laughs> you go to this last season and uh, my crew was me, Tango, and Big B, and Big B was in a conversation with you, uh, you and Etho, and I come up on the conversation and I just barely hear Etho say, Yes, because he runs a tight ship. And I said, what? What are you oh, saying? Yeah. yeah. And I go, what are you saying? I'm bossy. Big B, go home. I got to talk to these guys. And you just back started out rolling. <laughs> it was so funny, man. That was great. Yeah. Oh man, we've had a uh, we've we've good. had some great seasons in the in the life series. And uh, one thing that you know, Skiz and I have talked about on the podcast multiple times is that it's it's really about improv. It's about finding out what you can mm-hmm. do from the stance of, of being a, a, a quick improviser on, on what you're going to say and react yeah. in certain situations. And uh, I wasn't a theater kid. Uh, I, I was never really like naturally talented at acting or, or doing any kind of improv or being uh, being a comedian was never something that I envisioned myself trying to do or or anything like mm. that. And so it doesn't come natural. And like you, like you said, it's, you know, sometimes you just got to work at something Sure, over and yeah. over again and the life series has kind of given us a platform to to kind of yeah. like work those those improv muscles out but yep. like i'm thinking back to the very first season third life and yep. like you you seem to just like feel like a, a complete natural mm-hmm. at least from from the outside looking in at least in those moments that we had together in that series i was like man b-dubs is just like such a natural at improv and and being very witty like is is that because of the fact that like you had so many years of of minecraft i mean like i you were good back in the the b team days you know what i mean like like you and generic b had the same type of of back and forth that was very witty very quick uh improv style so there must be something natural there it doesn't feel like something you had to work at super hard at least from the outside looking in my my dad is probably the funniest person I know. My dad is is extremely funny um, and, and has always been good in that area. Evolving stories. You know, I might say something funny and then he'll throw an additional funny thing on it to make it even funnier. And um, But this is actually kind of connected to something Scar told me. It is a big thing, and I think in a lot of aspects of life, uh, Scar was down... It was season five. Scar was working on the tree shopping district, and he was he was um, not swearing but cursing the world because he <laughs> hate he, it was such a difficult project. Uh-huh. But we started talking, and he brought up um, the value of a visual library when it comes to art and building and stuff like that. And uh, he directed me to a video, and it just talked about how some of the best artists that we call naturally talented and stuff. They are that way because they have a visual library. They see things and they think, oh, that's cool. And then it's just stored in there. So whenever you're working on something and you're coming to a what do I do next, you have this huge library of in your memory of things to reference. Um, to bring that to uh, this question, I, I think I have a, a big, I was raised on comedy. 
you know? And um, so my library of things, I guarantee every everything that I say that might be funny or witty or quick-witted can, can tie to something that I've, I've seen. Sure, you know, sure. it's inspired by something I've seen. The, one of my favorite shows of all time when it comes to comedy is uh, Reno 911. Have you guys <laughs> seen Reno 911? Yeah. Been a while, you can't, yeah. you can't, I think it's on Paramount now. <clears throat> um, that's a whole, you know, all the streaming surfaces. That's another topic. But, um, <laughs> So I haven't seen it in a while, but it's one of my favorite shows. And I've I've watched every single season of that show, maybe like five, six seasons, ten times in my lifetime. I, I just rewatch, rewatch. And that whole show is outline. You know, we're in the office and we're doing this. Everything else is just improv from there. Um <laughs> And I, I think I think mentally I'm just watching and studying it, you know, and I'm I'm just thinking, oh, that's a funny thing, that's a funny thing, that's a funny thing. Um, so not as much me, but just the library that I have in my head of just like you know a, a lot of uh, watching other people that are extremely talented, you know. Sounds like you got sort of the same gift as as Skiz, where like when you watch stuff, you're able to like just put it in the bank right yeah like and remember it like word for word and you know pixel for pixel you know what i mean like i'm not that way like i'll, I'll be watching something and i'll be like that's a funny that's a funny joke i yeah i bet most people haven't seen this and i could probably reuse that joke and nobody would even know where it's from okay yeah. i'm gonna put that in the bank and then and then the time comes and it's the perfect opportunity to use it and no nope, just forgot just like <laughs> yeah. no nope, it didn't come out and then and then you you get done recording or whatever and you're like Dang it! That was it. Yeah. That was the moment. You know what I mean? So, like then, my my recallability is not yeah. on the level, obviously, of yours and Skiz. We all know that Skiz has a gift to to memorize every word of every movie he's ever seen. Like, sure, like, yeah. without even effort. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I could see that's that. the moment when we turn turn the audio back on. And then dub in, dub in that joke. Dub in the joke. Yeah. 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 Get you back on the call. B-dubs, could you just do a, a laugh real quick? Like you yeah. responded to my my joke that I should have told. Yeah. Aha, good one. <laughs> post-editing, post-ed, post-processing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so let's ask you this. Let's let's get a little bit, um, from a content creation standpoint, let's get a little bit vulnerable. Um, what, do, what does B-dubs think of B-dubs in regards to the product that you put out there? And what is an mm. area of entertainment or content creation that you would like to expand in and, and get a little better at? Ooh, good question. Um, okay. I, I, but I have answers, uh, <laughs> which is a good thing for this podcast. Um, all right. What do I think of myself? I, I tend to look back on old me and i think there's like this time period where if it was like maybe five years ago or further who knows that's just general number i will see what i'm doing and cringe at it and just be like what you know i think a lot of people have this oh know, yeah where it's like oh, oh i was yeah. such an idiot you know <laughs> uh but you know, and that's so my season finale for Hermitcraft, I did a react to me video because I just thought the irony of it is is funny. Uh, I'm not a big I don't like react videos very much, but I was like this this whole premise could be funny. And I, I that I actually like for the first time looked back on a few things that I did and I was like, that was that was funny. Yeah. Um, 
So I think there are some times where I'm like, I actually did a good thing, you know. Most of the time, I'm I I feel like tr it's trash, you know. <laughs> but um, so you know, it it it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag as far as how how I see myself uh, in that area. The thing that I would love to improve on the most, the best, the best visual storyteller I know is um low res bones he's a he's a content creator minecraft youtuber and and his visual storytelling is so good like not not even a lot has to be said but just from what you're seeing the story is being told and i watch it and i'm like man i i wish i could do something like that you know it's like how mumbo has like this other eye that can see things that nobody else can see how to frame a shot how to color a shot and stuff like that um that's an area I'm very, very lacking in. You know, I, I right now my process is I get an idea. I'm going to build this. I hit record and do the things and say, this is my plan for it. And, but but the story within it kind of gets lost. You know, people understand like, okay, yeah, he worked hard to build this thing and learned this and this and this through it. And then he uh, got his horse killed by Scar. Scar killed my day one horse on purpose. <laughs> I think he's still bitter about it. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's you fine. Don't Water kill another person's horse. I've learned this also the hard way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, learning how to tell stories as a content creator through more than just your words. And you see this in movie and television and stuff like that. That's an area where I feel like I'm an infant and, and would really like to to learn okay. more of. Um, well, I'll tell yeah. you what, when we had Mumbo on the show, he said something to me, to us in the interview that has absolutely imprinted. It's something I'm like, I'm going to take this advice. And it, he, I think he thought he was kind of making a joke, but it was so profound. And what he said was to, to when you have a stupid idea, lean all the way into it, mm. fully commit to a stupid idea. Like, yeah. like either don't get started or just commit all the way. And what ends up happening on the other side of that arguably very uncomfortable coin is that you end up producing a product that is a lot of fun to look at. And so right. that is something to where I was like, that is advice because for some reason I was stuck in this rut to where I didn't want to get started on something until, unless I had some sort of full confidence that this is going to be a grand slam. That's mm. not a way to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like when I have like ideas or whatever, I just realize I'm going to, I'm going to recall this with mumbo. And mm. I've had things in the past that worked out well um, because I had a lot of confidence that it was going to be a good thing like yeah. Skyburger. But then there's a lot of things that I pondered in my mind and I extinguished instantly without even trying. Had mm. I done what mumbo had said, maybe gold, maybe we would have had some gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, that personally for me, that's one of the things that I want to get better at. I want to take Mumbo's advice there yeah. and uh, whatever next project I'm on, I want to do that. I want to have, yeah. a, have a dumb idea and just lean all the way in. It takes a bit. Diarrhea base. <laughs> <laughs> See, there now we go. have to do it. Oh, done, done. That's, that's, that's next season. Diarrhea base. Oh, there's, there's also a, a confidence <laughs> level in, and like you said, like you, you kind of thrive in the self-deprecation uh, oh yeah joke space right well yes. <laughs> as you mentioned your your video about your your reacts to yourself uh, mm -hmm. i watched that and there is a certain clip in there that i have watched probably 10 times and 
I find myself laughing even harder after the 10th time through. And that <laughs> is when you left in the clip of you having a crazy brain fart in what you were trying oh, to say. God. If not been area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're in an area for a long time, zombies are more likely to pick up items. But uh, if it's uh, an uh, area that's not what very spawned, it hasn't been good English. If it's an area that's been around for a very, very, or not been very, <laughs> if not been area, are you around much? Then it can spawn. If <laughs> So I think we'll just leave them all in the zombie collection for another day. Or maybe a live stream, because I do those. Yeah. So you left in this clip where you were trying to say something and you just couldn't get it out. And it yeah. devolved, de-evolved into a space where you weren't even speaking real words. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you just went with it. Now, yeah. that is where I feel like there's there's a, a, a quiet confidence in, in what you're putting on, on film. That, uh -huh. Because for me... I'm I'm too much of a hide my mistakes type of guy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I don't want the world to see me in this light where I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Yep. And for yep. you, you're like, no, that was I totally had a brain fart, and it and it was just it's it's comedy gold. Like, yeah. you, have you seen this clip? I have. I, you, you sent. I sent. I yeah. sent it to everybody. <laughs> I sent it to my mom. Uh, oh, dude, man. I was dying. Like I, like uh, you know, I've watched a lot of your content over the years, sure, uh, yeah. and I don't think I've ever been like crying, laughing as much as I was in watching that clip. That's so, uh, like for me, the, and that's when my mind's like, you see, that's where he's got it. That's where he understands comedy because he knew yeah it was it was a non-perfect moment and some mm -hmm. people would be like oh i flubbed that up i cut that out yeah. i redo that scene and you're like no i want everybody to see this and yeah i just want to say thank you because <laughs> i've gotten <laughs> so many laughs from that clip and uh it was absolutely amazing man that was just like i was in awe of that and, and i learned something from it like like you were saying like you watch um low res bones and, yep. and kind of see something that like oh somebody's doing this thing and yeah. I, I that's where i want to grow in that space and so now you yeah. can kind of like study that person and and try to learn from them like that's that's kind of what i got out of that moment was like like hey here's a quick reminder sometimes imperfection yep. is perfection you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I I get that for sure i think especially nowadays the way people consume content um sorry if my mic's not I had it. I had it in the wrong place. The way people consume content, if people want to learn, like in that scenario, I was trying to, boy, I'm going to, here I go. I'm going to try to explain it. I was trying to explain that mobs, if you're in an area for a long time, mobs are more likely to pick up items. For some reason, then I was trying to explain the counter to that, which uh -huh. is totally unnecessary. <laughs> um, but the realization that... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Like people, people are not clicking on my video because they want me to teach them something. If they want to learn something, they want a video that's going to say, "You want to know how to make a T flip flop?" Bing, 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 bing. Done. They're watching this whole thing because they just want to be entertained. Yes. And the fact that I I, I was failing to teach something, uh, in editing, I saw it and I was like, "Well, this is this is." 
let's just leave it. Like, they're not going to learn from this. You can't learn from me saying whatever I was saying. Um, but yeah, so I just thought, well, let's just leave it in. Let's leave it in. Yeah. And yeah. And I think uh, in your reacts video, like you had kind of said, like this wasn't that did that wasn't something that like people had had pointed out to you as a as a clip that's like necessarily stuck with them. But right. you knew that it was a clip that should stick with them. You know what I mean? And that's why you yeah. included it in your reacts. Yeah, <laughs> it was also one of those things to where sometimes we I think we all question ourselves and think, you know. Is, is my humor different than everybody else? Like, am I not in touch with everybody? Because we find something funny when nobody else does. And I, I felt like maybe that could be one of those moments where it's like, I found it funny. But, you know, maybe I watched too many Pink Panther videos back in the day. And, and I'm the only one that gets this reference, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but there's but a yeah. but there's something different. There's esoteric humor where it's it's lost on many people because it is referencing something that um, sure there has little exposure, and then there's just a type of humor, right? So in the last podcast, you mentioned Jerry Lewis, right? And yep. for anybody who actually doesn't recognize that name, think Jim Carrey, right? So, yep. so it, it, Jim Carrey, it was very obvious that one of Jim Carrey's biggest influences was Jerry Lewis. They had so true, just, yeah. They were just their their physical nature, and they're they're exacerbated and the over the top, and uh, yeah. and, and that's what that was. Jim Carrey, my opinion, uh, when I was getting an impulse gnosis about me, like he was my number one. Like yeah, I just yeah. thought he was the funniest dude in the world, everything he did. But there is a great many people who think that he is the furthest thing from funny. True. So we find yeah. ourselves in this space to where it's like, how can something come off to me as such an absolute good? But for yeah. some people, it's the exact opposite. And, 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 you know, in hindsight, I've had plenty of things exposed to me that people find just to be hilarious. And yep. I'm just like, what? Yep. Yeah. I just thought, I, yeah. but, and it's weird because I'm like, I say things and I'm being, I'm razzing them because it's typically like my friends or my wife. I'm like, that's, that's objectively not funny. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm yeah. the, I'm the authority and funny and that's not funny. And that's not, that's <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> making a joke, but. But I don't get yeah. it. So you just have to be at peace with the fact that if you find it funny, that's indicative that somebody else also does. And you just yeah. got to just be at peace with it and move forward. Yeah. yeah. At least one For person. Sure. And, uh, yeah, at least, at least it may sure. be just yourself. But yeah. It's not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you do. I mean, when, when you go for it, like when you when you do things and, and you put yourself out there and and you go for it, right? Yeah. Like there is a good chance that you're going to you're going to strike out. You're going to swing and you're going to miss. And yeah. Uh, it's it's better, I would say, to try to to swing for the fences. If we want to stick with the analogy of baseball, to try yeah. to swing for the fences and strike out than to than to just watch watch the strike go by. You know what I mean? And and so that's yeah. kind of what I, that's how I feel like it is with with you and Skiz and the way that you present uh, some of the the comedic situations that you present is yeah, yeah. it may not be for everyone. But at least you're 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 trying, and 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 you might connect. You might hit a home run. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean. And, yeah. and with with at least some of the population, you're, you're going to like every time. You know, people Agreed. people will find it funny, and then people also will will find it too much or whatever, right? Like everyone has their own styles. It, um, it's one of those things too that's it's very easy to say, and you know it's right, but to do it, that's I think we all know that that's way more difficult. Like if you're gonna hit record and there's a chance that it's going to be cringe 
it's tough. It's really tough to convince <clears throat> yourself to jump off that ledge and, and do it. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You gotta, you gotta just keep swinging. And, and sometimes you hit home runs. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And yeah. sometimes there's crickets and you just hope everybody cuts it out of the recording. You know, that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. We've all had that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've said things that where it was crickets. And in that moment, I, you know what I do is I end up telling myself, well, Skiz, if you want to call yourself a professional, you got to be at peace with this, mm -hmm. you know, and, sure. and uh, Jim Carrey, when he first started doing uh, stand up, um, he, this is, I read this. I don't know how accurate it is. Um, and for the record, as much as I love Jim Carrey, I was never a huge fan of his stand-up, believe it or not. I was I was mm. I liked what he did in movies. But when sure. he would do stand-up, he would deliberately write shows uh that were uh engineered to get him booed off stage. And it's because <sighs> he wanted to become just complete like getting booed off stage for an up-and-comer or somebody who actually was just go wet behind the ears brand new. That's like that's like the number the one fear. Is the public, I mean, the public broadcasting how much they do not want you in front of them. And uh, so he would get booed off stage and he just kept doing it for no other reason other than to experience it because it's going to end up happening organically sooner or later. And when it does, he just wanted to be numb to it. I remember being mm. like, dude, this guy, there's a lot to be learned from this cat. Like it was Genius. Just a very fascinating gig. <laughs> um, wow. We remember the days of Among Us. Remember when we used to play Among Us? Oh, yeah. Remember those days? I was thinking about that just yesterday, yeah. Oh, such a fun game. So just the, the overall dynamics all over, all the the lies and the storytelling and the don't you try to throw me under the bus and that all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up your your brother. I want to bring oh, up okay. Patience. I got to talk yeah. about this because to this day, I'm not fully convinced that Pungence is a real person because you two sound so... <laughs> it's not like you sound similar. It's that every time yeah, one yeah. of you was talking, I'm like, uh, who am I talking yeah, to? It same is person. crazy how similar you sound. <laughs> this is your younger brother, is that right? Younger brother. That was, yeah. that was such a cover playing Among Us because Among Us was a social deduction game and it was like... It was like, oh, I heard B-dubs in the other room. He must be the one that killed him. And it's like, wait, actually, that could have been Pungence because for <laughs> yeah, all we know, it wasn't, me. It wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It really yeah. throws through a loop. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, obviously, you, you guys sound alike. But you mentioned in, in the last podcast that he also yes. does YouTube. And I think it, it, I don't want to steal your question. No, that was it. I wanted to dive in. Yeah, there. I want to dive into do? that. Like, what is yeah. it like yeah. having a family member that is actually like doing the same thing you're doing? Do you guys do you guys sit around the Thanksgiving table and and talk about YouTube? <laughs> so, and it's let's just get it out there. He's better than I am. Okay, two point something million subscribers, and we all know. It's all measured by subs. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. No, but he is, uh, my brother is a genius. He's the one, when I talked last um, episode about kind of like thinking more about how to succeed on YouTube, that's what he does best. You know, I'm, I'm going to come in, I'm going to hope that um, my humor or, you know, my, my skills at whatever I'm doing are going to carry me where he's he's very much a thinker so he studied 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 he he kind of uh did youtube at, um and it didn't have like huge success for a while and then one day he was like I'm going to figure this thing out he's like I either have to quit or I have to figure it out and he figured it out so well uh 
and he exploded. So a lot of, and honestly, the, the video that has the most views on my channel is a Paw Patrol video. <laughs> and he helped craft that for me. You know, uh, I think I had the idea of just doing it with, with my daughter. And I was just like, oh, we're just going to do this thing. And he was like, there's very good potential. If you title it like this, if you do the thumbnail like mm -hmm. this, and he kind of helped. I was just like, okay, whatever. It most video, most viewed video I've ever done by a long shot. Wow. Um, yeah. So when it comes to success on YouTube, he really puts me to shame. It's unbelievable. Um, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Um, so it is, it is so fun to sit down and talk with him and kind of learn like how he's seen the space. And, um, I, I kind of have a heads up on all these algorithm changes and stuff. Cause he's, he's on it. Like he's already, wow. he's already got this stuff figured out. The thing that most people don't know is that my sister is also a full-time YouTuber as well. What? Really? Yeah. So how many siblings do you uh, have? Two, uh, just the two, my brother and sister. And she's older yeah. or younger? Youngest. Yeah, oh, yeah, you youngest. said you're the old, yeah, you're the firstborn, yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, she she has a YouTube channel where she does, you know, just home decor stuff. And uh, she was able to make a career out of it, which is just crazy to me. I don't know how. Um, I think, you know, you get in early enough. It's like, oh, there's nobody here. You, the whole party's yeah. yours, you yeah. know. It's a little bit of that, I think. We all kind of started a little bit early and, and you know, got a little bit of a foothold. Um, but, yeah, so my sister does it as well. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, there is a lot of YouTube talk um, <laughs> when the family all gets together. Well, actually, I should say there used to be. Now it's we're all kind of just like, yeah, more important <laughs> to spend time together and learn yeah. about each yeah. other. Well, yeah. that begs the question then. What do your parents think of all this? Right. Yeah. They're um they're shocked. They're shocked. I think like the fact that and it, it it was a tough thing for them to understand initially, like what this whole thing was. Nobody really knew. Um, but you know, they they see that we're all happy and that we're all doing okay and successful. And I think that's all that matters to them, you know. Um so yeah. It, it never got any like resistance. You know how some in a situation like that, when parents are involved, they're like, no, 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 you're, you're going to be a doctor, you know, <laughs> yeah. which my brother had potential to do. Um, wow. But still, you know, go went in this direction. Yeah. So they were always very supportive of, of that. <laughs> what, what does Pungence do? What's his YouTube channel about? Um, it is um, Variety variety gaming and it's um a lot of the like smaller indie games like uh his i think he started out he was doing like a dragon ball z video game and then he went on to uh amazing frog have you guys ever heard Not of this once. game amazing frog no. <laughs> it's got this insane cult following huge huh. and it's a funny you know funny game like it's this frog and the physics are real funny like it can't stand up properly and he he that was like his most popular thing for a very long time but then it's feeding grow fish is another one but it's a lot of like these kind of smaller indie games that he's really carved out a niche for himself in that's um, super cool yeah <laughs> do you guys ever collaborate on something we have yeah we have uh we did like a 
He doesn't do much Minecraft, but we did like a the marketplace had a Star Wars thing a couple years ago that that we did together, and I don't know if he uploaded that. Um, we played some other random games every once in a while. Clone Drone in the Danger Zone. You've probably never heard of that mm-hmm. one either. Nope. Um, how are people watching these things if nobody's ever heard of them? They're finding them. They're finding them like crazy. Um, so yeah, we have done some stuff together in the past. Um, and, and way in the past, you know, we used to play Minecraft together. Any server, I, he was on Attack of the B Team server with me and stuff. So, um, yeah, so we have done quite a bit together. Very good. So let me ask you this. You are doing great. Your YouTube career is obviously a colossal success, and, and you are always a pleasure to listen to and always a pleasure to watch, and it's, you do all these great things. What's in the future for uh for b-dubs like do you want to expand to other platforms other games do you want to reinvent yourself are you are you just enjoying the ride you know you know what's a dangerous but good thing i find i'm finding in life i'm 41 now (laughs) um wait we said we were in our 30s you're 27 i'm 30 i'm 27 now (laughs) yeah um i'm finding there's so much gray in life like contentment is is sought, really sought after everybody says you know contentment is you want to be content with what you're doing um but when you become content then <laughs> it almost turns into lackadaisical you lose your motivation and drive uh and and drive sometimes comes from lack of contentment and and skiz you're very fatherly so maybe you can you can uh Give me some therapy afterward on this, but um, I've become I've become very content with where I am in life right now, with uh, the family balance and the work balance, and and what I'm doing. And I feel like if nothing changed for the rest of my life, it would be perfect. I would be I would be extremely happy. Um, I don't I don't want. I don't, I don't even really want more. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I feel like there comes a point where you become so big that it's almost a burden, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I'm happy with my place within our group. I'm happy with our group and, and the people that I work with and stuff. And I, I so it, it's a struggle in my head where I'm like, I have to force myself to like, try to keep because because row rowboat yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, well you gotta you gotta row or else you're gonna sit in the in the ocean (laughs) uh so you know what what do i want in the future i want just the same i want more of the same i'm b-dubs i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now i think that that is absolutely on point with health i think Mm -hmm. that you are nailing it in regards to what it is to have a happy healthy life in fact i was talking um, to my wife about you a couple weeks ago and I said something about this B-dubs cat he's got it figured out like his balance is something that I'm aspiring to chase because mm. because we have to like there's no bigger threat to progress than comfort right mm-hmm. comfort is the biggest mm-hmm. threat to progress however progress is not an absolute good progress can also become an addiction Sure. And, and, and this is this guy sitting right next to me has a huge problem that I've been working on him with for years is that it's never, ever good enough for him. It's, <laughs> right. It's, yeah. He will never, ever be enough for him ever. 
And until yeah. he gets that figured out, he's going to always feel like he hasn't made it. When in reality, sure. he made it 850,000 subs so ago. Much. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, it's one of those things where you, I, I personally, if I, I have no advice for you. I have advice for me from you is I, I'm looking and let's, let's, you're, you're, you have a very healthy outlook. You're very, very balanced. And this is something to where I, I aspire to be like that. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. comfort yeah. is the biggest threat to progress, but progress is not an absolute good. In most sure. cases it is, but not in all because it can become an addiction. So yeah, you, you be you, man, you're, you're doing it. You're There's doing a it reason that right. he doesn't have a lot of gray hair on his face at, at the young age of 27. Uh oh, oh. There's, is there there's, one in there, B Dubs? Is there one? I got three of them oh, just geez. chilling right Pluck here. Them now, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pluck them. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm envious too. Like impulse, like I said before, you're you're one of the most driven people, and everybody's different, and everybody uh, is capable of of handling you know certain weights. And uh, another thing about your impulse is, uh your competitive mentality, which I, I am actually uh, in awe, respect and um, envious of it because I myself, I'm a very competitive person too. Uh, when I used to play basketball, there were some times where I left the floor, my eyes are blood red. I've gotten in fights on the basketball court. I, I, but the problem with me when it comes to being competitive is I can't control the rage and it gets out of hand. Mm. So in an effort, as I've learned in life, I shouldn't touch competitive stuff because I can't, I can't manage. You're somebody who has managed to be competitive, but also not without going over the top and extreme. If you lose something, yeah, you're frustrated and upset. Um, so I think everybody can handle certain amounts of things, you know, and if you're able to handle that, that, um, that holding on to that drive for that period of time, I think that's a great thing too. So Skiz, sorry to reset all the work you've been doing. No, trying to. <laughs> no the thing is, and I'm going to out, I'm going to out him a little bit. Yeah. Your, sure. blo your bloodshot eyes and your rage, that was external. He has all sure, the same yeah. stuff, but he keeps it right there in his chest yeah. and it oh, eats him yeah. alive. And and that's, yeah. if, it, if it didn't bother him, I would leave him alone. But, right. the, but the competitive stuff, I get to see a side of him that a lot of people don't get to see. Not that he freaks out. He's not, it's not like he's unstable or anything, yeah. but his, his desire to win, he doesn't want to win or be the best to feel good. He wants to win or be the best to feel normal. And any, right. and, and I can identify with that because I used to be that. And mm -hmm. I dropped that baggage a long time ago. Winning sure, was yeah. my everything when I was a kid. And I dropped that a long time ago because what a waste of time. So I just would rather just be in the moment and just be with the people around me. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't, that beast doesn't lie dormant within me. Right. Sure. Every once in a while something happens where I'm like, I, I can't stop until I, I get this done or it, it's yeah. whatever. But, but uh, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's fun to hear you talk about, uh, basketball it's fun to hear you talk about you getting fights have the bloodshot eyes and the rage because that is like you you what you walked onto the court with an expectation of yourself and yes. when it wasn't met the world flipped yep. upside down and oh, it yeah. sounds like you is that is that does it lie dormant in you do you stay away from competitive stuff for that you said you do but are you staying away because you're afraid you're going to give into that dark side again oh uh, it's not it's not it, yes yes but 
it, it's not even um, avoidance. It's more, it's not avoidance in I'm not going to participate. It's avoidance in I don't care if I win. Like I'm right off the bat. I I really don't care if I'm successful or if I'm better than somebody in this. Um, I'm just going to concede. You know, if, if I win, great, whatever. You know, but it's it's kind of just saying. It, yeah. It's retreating in that way where yeah. it's like I'm the outcome doesn't doesn't matter. It's a lot. It's not always the case. No, of course That's not. not always the case. Yeah. But it's yeah. Can I tell him what we what we say about him? We say lots what of we stuff. say about B Dubs. Yes. What we say about you is that we believe you're going to live forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it just seems like nothing stresses you out. You know what I mean? Like you just like you said, you're content. You're finding you're finding yourself in a space to be content. So when yeah. things don't go well, we publish a video and our views drop, you know, you know, a year ago, we're getting a million views. Now we're getting 100,000 for lucky. Uh, it doesn't seem at least from what I've seen to to get under your skin, to keep you up at night, to to where, like you said, for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to figure out how to fix this, how to correct this and how to get back up to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. and so it's so it seems like you've got that kind of like chillness and you're just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like whatever comes, comes and, and, and you're content and hence the, the no gray hairs joke. I mean, it just does, <laughs> it does feel like, uh, your blood pressure must be so much better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I think it's, um, I, you go through. It's almost like uh, if somebody's been homeless their whole life and you give you give them a home, it's like they've experienced that, you know, down here. And so there's when you have that as a, as a frame of reference where it's like, oh, man, things could be way worse than they are right now. I think that's kind of a thing that helps me put things into perspective is like, you know, you, you go through some tough times and and it helps you appreciate the current you know, how good things are. Doesn't, doesn't mean, dude, the other day I was swearing at the coffee machine so hard when I woke up cause it wasn't working. Like I still get very, my blood pressure can boil. I can get mad. Oh, and driving, I was driving two hours for Christmas and the people, if they heard what I said about them, <laughs> oh. I'd be put in jail. Uh, so, so I can certainly, I can certainly get, get angry and frustrated at times, but yeah, just kind of like being a little self-aware and just trying to check myself. I, I think we all struggle with that though. Yeah. You know, well, I want to hear, and this is actually for my own selfish reasons, right? So mm -hmm. you're in your forties. I'm in my forty. I'm older than you. I'm not horrendous. I'm not in my sixties or anything. So I'm not horrendously older than you. So right. it can be argued that we're around they're a similar age. Sure. Uh, you know, I've seen comments on past podcasts of when we interview people and they're like, you know, you talk these people up a lot. It, it's hundred percent genuine and I'm going to do it again. You <laughs> look fantastic. And I want to know what is like, I, this is for me. Like what is this a diet based thing? Is this an exercise based thing? Because I think that also the fact that he is like has a good grip on life that is going to feed in mm -hmm. uh, to his health. And it, and sometimes people look healthy and they're not. So I don't want to presume too much here, but yeah, you look great. Tell us, Thank tell you. the public a little bit about your daily regimen. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, it's probably interesting to people. It's not normal. Um, but 
I, I've always like uh, growing up once you're you're full grown around high school and college age and I kind of settled at my weight was like 170 um, and I, I felt comfortable at that at that weight um, but then you know your weight can stay the same but your body then turns a different shape <laughs> it was like I was still 170 you know 10 years later but it was like different 170. <laughs> Um, so I was like, well, you know what? I could, I could try to do something about this. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, through the years, I'm never like religiously consistent, but just through the years, I'll have spurts of like a couple months of like really working out, you know, just like, um, your, your standard, what, what do they call it? Uh, weight, not rep. Not focusing on reps, but more just weights, you know, 12 reps of yeah. whatever weight. Resistance training stuff, yeah. Res yeah, 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 that's it. Um, but now, 10 years later after that, I realize the most important thing uh, is diet. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I figured out for my lifestyle, my lethargic sit-at-the-chair lifestyle, I really need like 15 to 1,700 calories a day. And, and beyond that, it's not, it's just excess, you mm -hmm. know? So I got in and I, I, I tracked all my food for a while, you know, a couple months, see, okay, get, get some macros right where it's a little more protein than fat and whatnot. And uh, I figured out a diet that I liked and I've, I've eaten that nonstop for like three years. The exact same thing every day. Little mix, you know, order food or whatever, I'll eat that. But, like, my food, I make it. I know exactly the calories that are in it, and I eat the exact same thing every day. It's it's probably so boring to hear, to hear Well, it, But it's, a, it's an it's easy way for me. I know myself, and I know that what I do have, has to be super easy. It has to be easier than me driving to Taco Bell. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll go. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it has to at least taste decent, you know. So I've just got you know my my stuff figured out for that, and I think that's that's kind of helped me uh, even more than working out. Although I'm finding as I'm getting older, the working out is also necessary for your joints and stuff. Yeah, that's what's yeah. interesting. Like a lot of because uh, I used to be a, a, a trainer. Like I used to be a CrossFit trainer back in the day and I used to be a gymnast oh, yeah. when I was younger. And so it's, I know what it is to feel healthy, what it is to look healthy. I know what, it, I think I know what it is to get healthy somewhere along the way. I've, I've lost my way fantastically, but the, stop it, but the, but no, it's not self-deprecation. I'm just a real, I blame DoorDash. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yes. But uh, one of the biggest things and you, you just touched on it, man, is that, you know, looking being healthy, looking he looking healthy, it does not mean that's, that one is healthy, right? right. And you can work out all day, every day, and that's going to help with your strength. And if you do it right, it's going to help with your mobility. But yes. people who want to look good, that that's, you nailed it. That happens in the kitchen, mm -hmm. right? That, yep. that happens in the kitchen. And that is such yep. an unfortunate, I mean, unless you're Michael Phelps, yeah. And you're and you're you're swimming, you know, twenty miles a day and and burning through five thousand calories. It, what yep. or or unless you're seventeen, yeah. you know, you're you're not gonna you gotta be gotta do what B Dubs just said. In general, you can't out exercise a bad diet. Correct. No. Yeah. No, so, you can't. In yeah. general. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember because I I uh, I have cousins that are just like ins insane 
shape, like nat, just natural kind of. Um, they obviously work towards it, but they were born to be in you know muscular guys. Yep. Um, it, we know those sorts of people. So I always growing up, I was like, I want to be like, I want that six pack that they got. So I was always working, working out my abs, thinking I'd get a six pack, but abs don't come from exercise. Nope. They come from, they come from how, how you eat. 100%. Comes from the kitchen or be yeah. 17. Like you got to pick one of them. Or fix be your, 17 yeah, years old. Yeah. yeah. Fix your diet or be 17. I, I yeah. would, I'm married to somebody who is, she is like her family. She's Hawaiian and they just muscle her brother. Oh, yeah. My brother-in-law came out of the womb with a six pack. Like he <laughs> was, he's just yeah. been in shape. This guy is one of those guys to where when he looks his worst, he still yeah. looks better than most. And it's just yep. it's so frustrating, but it's, you know, good for you. Good, good job, buddy. But th- job. It, that's, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't happen. And you know, my wife, I mean, she's, when she like works out, like things are looking great. And when she's not, things are looking good. Like, it's like, what's yeah. happening here? So I'm with yeah. you, man. I, I'm going to, okay. I'm not having another fitness discussion. I'm not doing it. It's gonna, <laughs> it it's, it's, takes, <laughs> it takes that, that discipline. You know what I mean? And if you can apply yeah. that same discipline that you applied when you started YouTube and made sure that you were posting videos on a frequent basis, uh, yeah. in order to get somewhere that you wanted to go, you apply that same mentality to your diet, your workout regimen then yeah. uh, I think that's when you can find yourself in a in decent spot, which seems like you you have. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. I said, you're looking great. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's also a balance with that too. I mean, the whole thing we could talk about balance and everything, couldn't mm-hmm. we? But um, yeah, there's so, sometimes when I'm like, oh, I need like right now. Actually, I'm about to be real mean. That's why I'm taking January off because I'm gonna be cranky <laughs> because you know over Christmas time. You know, naturally, you're eating all food like crazy. Oh. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I got on the scale the other day. I'm up 10 pounds. Happens quick. <laughs> it happens quick when you're this old, doesn't it? <laughs> it happens real quick. It is primarily water weight. But it's like, okay, I'm going to have to kind of cut cut things down a little bit. Uh, and then that can start to affect your mood, you mm-hmm. know? So I think in, in that case, there's some people where it's like, it, it's better to be happy, you know? As long as you're within a healthy range, happiness kind of might reign over. I don't know. That might be too controversial. Oh, he stopped himself. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah, but I mean, isn't that a good? Is is that a good point? That that you know, sometimes it's okay to. Uh, you don't have to micromanage everything. Correct. You, eat. you have to have yeah. a healthy relationship with food. You have to have a healthy relationship with just where you stand. Right, like with the, yourself. Yeah. Happiness <laughs> is. There, there was a time there. We're going to do a whole podcast on this another time. There was a, there was a time there where, and I don't, for the record, I don't think I'm right, but I was like, I think I just figured out the meaning of life. I mean, and that was, mm. since I was a young idiot, but I was like, I, when it comes down to it, I really do think that the purpose of life is to be happy. And I'm not saying it should mm. be. I just think that it is because again, we're going to talk about this in another podcast, but I, I feel like everything we do can be reduced down to being self-serving. No matter how yeah. outwardly selfless it looks, it, it can be self-serving. So if that's the case, if it is within our DNA to do whatever we can to be self-serving, then yeah. that should mean that the objective of life is to be happy. I think life right. is much deeper than that. I really do. But sure. my point being that uh, I, I agree with you that you've got to have a healthy relationship, not just with food and not just with the fitness thing, but with yourself. Yeah. You have yeah. to be, you have to be able to, not that you, if you are not happy unless you have the perfect body, 
Well, if yep. that's who you're going to be, are if that's who you're going to be, then you're going to be one of those people that ends up having a perfect body, right? Yep. But if the journey isn't just miserable for you the whole time, you're going to have to pull a lever. You're going yeah. to have to right the ship and adjust a little bit because you cannot live like that. And what's 100%. worse is that living like that is actually will slow down what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. well, you, right. you have this, you internalize this, this negative crap and it ends up just sort of kind of running the show for you and yeah. you, you fight Absolutely. it. You're just, you're paddling upstream the entire time. I mean, how many times have you found that like stress is the reason that, you know, you're, oh. you're gaining weight and, and not Absolutely. able to, to make it to the gym 100%. and stuff. And, 100%. and yeah. so like, yeah, finding that, that balance, you know, it all comes back to that word balance, you know, yeah. is, is a good thing. And it seems like, it seems like, you know, you've been through a lot b-dubs uh over the last 12 years and and you've kind of like we're riding that that wave you know yeah and it does feel to me at least you know from what i what i see is that you found a, a very very great spot in in being comfortable uh mm -hmm. and and being like not not being super stressed and and just finding your your balance and uh, you know, that takes, that takes sometimes, like you said, to, to kind of have that, that baseline uh, yep. of, of what, what, you know, you could be at and, and then just right. to find where, Reality where you're, check. you're, you're comfortable, where you're happy. Yeah. So, uh, yep. that's really cool, man. That's really cool. And very inspiring to see <laughs> somebody nice. that's, that, that seems like that, you know, you've made it, you've made it there and you're just, and you're cool. You're happy with where yeah. you're at, you know, like you're not stressed about tomorrow. It feels like. If they stop updating Minecraft, I'll be pretty pissed off. So you can interview me. <laughs> hey, hey, we got, we can, we will fit you in on a Phasmo stream anytime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, you know, we'll switch Perfect. to Phasmophobia or some other. There we go. Yeah, you're, yeah. You know, Lethal Company is now the new one. That's, that's, that's true, yeah. That seems to be into. But, uh, you know, I, I got a feeling no matter what comes next for you, you know, given, given, all the skills and knowledge you've you've obtained in your life, uh, you're gonna be just fine. Like you have no no reason to stress over right. if Minecraft died tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I sure. mean? Uh, you know you're gonna That's do just cool. fine. But oh my gosh, one point eight hundred and eighty thousand million viewers, million yep. subscribers. You've yep. published three thousand eight hundred and seventy one. Good videos wow. on your main channel alone yeah you've done yeah. other stuff you've done vlogs and uh yep. you know you've done a lot of streaming in the past uh, you have accomplished quite a lot sir and you're still going and it feels like you still have a passion behind all the content you create which is yeah. just incredible to see after all that so yeah. congratulations thank to you man you are a true inspiration thank you thank you incredible. very much that's I know fun. you said you didn't want to hear all the accolades. No, that's too bad. And you're going to be blushing and stuff. If you're going to be that awesome, this yeah, is the burden you must bear. That's, that's too bad. Now, one thing that we didn't quite mention enough of is that um, we know how time is precious, man. And you just, we did a whole podcast on what it is to, uh, on the concept of time and, and yeah. you know what it means on. And I just want to say, and I know I speak for impulse. I'm, I'm so grateful and, and thankful that you gave your time to us to do this yeah, podcast. I know, I know for, I've been looking forward to this one. So thank you so much Me for too. being a part of this, man. Yeah, yeah. it was my pleasure. I, I'm, I'm really happy to be on. It, it was great. This was really thank great. your wife and kids for us too. Cause I know we're taking some time, especially during this kind of holiday break. Uh, so, you, so thank them from us as well for, you know what? You I'm not going to thank my wife. <laughs> I'm not going to thank her because she was at Sam's Club 
<laughs> do you guys have Sands Club? Over yeah, we yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. She was at Sam's Club, and uh, the whole time we did this. Oh. So it was just my kids that watched. The, they watched themselves, so I'll tell them thank you. Okay. Very good. All right. Are no, watching, I'll tell my wife, too. Are, yeah. they, watching, are they watching Paw Patrol? Is that... <laughs> they, you know these kids these days. They got their iPad. They've watched a 1,000 videos in the time that we've been talking here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Probably. That's how it works. So the, at least the first 20 seconds of a 1,000 videos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, man. Well, we'll let you get back to uh, to your, your holiday vacation. Happy New Year's hey, to you. you. Um, by the time this you comes too. out, we'll have already been the new year. So uh, can't wait to see what we get up to in, in 2024. Uh, you and yeah. I have some plans that uh, some people are oh, Don't you? Don't get spoilers. Figure it out. <laughs> that, hey, if people made it to the end of part two of this podcast, they deserve, they deserve a little bit of extra Spoiler. info. Yeah. So I will, right. I will be seeing seeing your lovely face again in season 10 of Hermitcraft, won't I? Absolutely. Oh, man, looking forward right. to it. All right, man. Well, thank you again. And... Uh, B-Dubs, you're great, man. Thank you're you so amazing. much for your time. Thank Appreciate you, guys. You. This was a blast. All right, we'll let you go. Have a good one, man. Bye. All right, see ya. See ya.